0: Mama, hey, I hope you all are having a great day or right, a good night, depending on the side of the world you are on. Hunty, as for me, I am doing amazing. So I know I said I wasn't going to record anymore this year, but y'all, I had the perfect opportunity gifted to me to be able to collab with Vanessa and Shayna. They are the podcast hosts of Ideal Balance, and we were talking about Seven Step Guide to the Modern Proverbs 31 Woman. The conversation was beautiful. The vibes were amazing, y'all, and I'm so glad that I was being a part of this opportunity. Be sure to check out their website at MyIdealBalance.com as well as their IG, My Ideal Balance, and get connected with them on their podcast, y'all. It's on all podcasting platforms. I promise you, you won't regret it. You'll be glad that you did. Bye.
1: Well, thanks for having us. We love to talk about um, all the things, all the things, (laughs) and we found a way to talk about all the things and talk about the Bible at the same time. So that's what we're going to talk about today is our seven step guide to the modern Proverbs 31 woman.
2: Yes. This is just a great reminder that um, back then they were doing hard things. And today, what does that look like for the modern version of a woman? What does that mean? I know she was doing all these um, awesome things back then, but then how does that translate to today's world?
1: Yeah. And I don't know, Kanisha, if you have an issue, like the, the, the Proverbs 31 woman is a little bit of a
2: Hot button. She's, issue.
1: she's a hot button issue in the Christian because face. she's yeah. <laughs> she's like she's uh, uh, seems like something hard to live up to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a
0: little intimidating. Yeah. I would think. yeah. Um, Because a lot of women feel like, well, I, I can't live up to those standards. But I feel like everybody has a little bit of Proverbs thirty one woman in them. Mm-hmm. They may not all look the same.
1: Yeah, well, that's absolutely true. And I think that will come through with what, how we're going to talk about it today is everybody's version of this is different. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important thing is we're all called and equipped to be amazing. Yep. And God God, is, God has made you that way, so you can. Um, but yeah, intimidation you, is, is, is not necessary. Yeah, sure. and you
2: can be confident who your version of yeah. that Proverbs yep. 31 woman is, and you can't compare yours to somebody else's either. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so when we read Proverbs
1: 31, um the second half of Proverbs 31, (laughs) uh, we see some themes that kind of come out that we can take into our real life from the Bible. um, And they kind of just quickly to run through them. It's the morning routine. It's being the CEO of your household. Mm -hmm. It's feeling and looking great. um, And then there's the everyday tasks and communicating well. And then we also see how she's focusing on the good and being generous. And we think all of those are the things that we can kind of take out and put into our, our everyday modern life.
2: Yep sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing we want to focus on is, um, the importance of having a morning routine. And, and you can see in verse 15, she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her serving girls. Yeah. So, you
1: know, as much as, as much as nobody, as people don't want to be a morning person, we get that. <laughs> but the, the important key is, is that you are getting up before everyone else and Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily everyone, but certainly the kids, we have the saying, you know, the kids are not the alarm clock. So getting your day started just a few minutes earlier before the the kids and before everybody else is up and being able to, to cast vision and set the tone Mm -hmm. for the day. That's really important. Yeah.
2: And it just makes, it make it makes your day flow so much better when you can just wake up. We even say like, if you can wake up 30 minutes before your family, if you're not used to it, We try to tell people set five minute, five minute increments until you get to that 30 minutes. How much more can you have planned? How much more can, how many more decisions can you make Mm -hmm. in that peace and calm, that quiet time? And um, when you're spending that time with God and and, and with yourself too. Yeah. so It's
1: really important. I love the quiet of the morning and, um, and that might be the only quiet as a mom that you get for the whole day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but you get to set the tone because some, I remember when I had young, young kids before I figured this out, like they start, set the tone of the day, they started my day, you know, yeah. and, and what I needed to do was have a moment where I'm going to be, be quiet, yeah. take time, um, take control, set the tone of the day, decide what kind of woman I'm going to show up as, which obviously for most of us is going to include some quiet time with God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That is the start of your day. Yeah. Not your kids, not your phone, not the alarm clock. Uh, the, or the, the dog. Yeah, or, or whatever. <laughs> just like, you know. So so we think that, that that's like they, we start off in verse 15 with that. And I think it's important for the modern woman to do yeah. that in whatever way it looks like for her. Yeah.
2: And um, we try to just say it's a non-negotiable too. Go ahead,
1: Kanisha.
0: I feel like as women we definitely set the tone for our day and if our day is crappy then that affects our children as well as our husbands Mm -hmm. so if I wake up in the morning and I've and I've done this firsthand like okay I'm not a morning person where did that come from where we can't be mourning people, you know? And it's like, don't talk to me until I had my coffee. And I had to realize like, okay, no, if I wake up grumpy, then my children are walking on eggshells as long as, as well as my husband. Yep. So I decided in my head that, okay, the Lord woke me up this morning. It's a beautiful day. I should be happy. And the yep. word says that, you know, yep. you know, be thankful. So, waking up like, okay, today is a beautiful day, even though it's gloomy outside, it's going to be an awesome day. So when your children see you doing that and your husband see you doing that, then that sets their tone for their day to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to have a great day no matter what. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, it's like you re- referred to joy comes in the morning. That's biblical. It's mercies are new every day. Like there is a special mm-hmm. call of the morning time. We call it's this, um, refreshing time of day and, and, and it's, or rejuvenate, it's juvenating, not rejuvenate. It's just juvenating and Mm -hmm, we're all called to it. So I love that you said, when, when did we decide we're not morning people? Sure. Your morning might not be 5.00 AM. That's cool,
2: but you're still a morning person and and it's, it's biblical. Hey, okay. (laughs) Well, and I think our environment sometimes makes us not morning people. It depends on how late are you staying up? What are, what is on your mind? What's weighing on you? What are you frustrated about? So there's just all these things that can weigh into why you're not a quote unquote morning person too. And I also like to say like, when I drop my kids off at school, what kind of mood do I want them to start their, their day off? Like if you're frustrated, like you said, that bleeds off Mm -hmm. to the kids. So it's a domino effect. And then it's like, okay, if my kids start their day frustrated, how is that going to affect their, their schooling, their tests, their homework, their friendships, you know, all of that, their attitude and demeanor for the day. So I just think it's really important, um, like we said, to just start that and decide ahead of time that this is how, this is how everyone is going to act today.
1: (laughs) Yep. And I, and I think our next point goes right along with that because you said mom sets the tone of the day and it's absolutely true. And that's because mom is like the CEO of the household. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, And that's our second, um, like thing that we've pulled out from Proverbs 31 is, um, she's planning, she's budgeting, she's got businesses.
2: Like she's not messing around. Yeah.
1: She's not Right. (laughs) She is running the house and, Uh and that takes a lot of, uh, it takes the right amount, right attitude and and it takes some work and it's, um, and you know, a lot of times we, we were talking to someone the other day about how we don't, a lot of times we don't value, um, what the stay at home mom role is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super valuable. It's super, it, 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 it's, um, it's more, it's more work than we think. And then we give it credit for Let me put it oh, that way. Sure. And I'm not yeah. talking about grabbing the toilets. Of course that's work or changing diapers. Of course that's work mm-hmm. doing it well and doing it and finding joy in it and finding joy that that is a, that is being a CEO, you know, and that is so true. I like what you said about
0: finding joy in it. Because I've had the pleasure, like I've always said on my podcast, of doing both. I've been a working mom and I've been a stay-at-home, but well, I'm currently a stay-at-home mom. And this has been the hardest job I've ever had to do. And I feel like my husband always told me, Kanisha. I, I may work, but this is your house. Like you, you do your thing in here, you know? And I was always a stay at home mom. That was, well, I'll, I'll be the keeper of the home because I tell a lot of people that me and my husband, um, his name is Quentin, by the way, Um, that we have a biblical marriage where I tend to the home and he works outside of the home, take care of the outside and everything like that. And I used to be like, oh, I don't feel like cleaning up. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But when I found joy in doing it, making it fun, you know, putting on my favorite music, right. yep. you know, singing along to it. I found when you really find joy in and I want to iterate praying about like, Lord, help me to find joy in this stuff, yeah. you know? Taking care of my children and not making, looking at it as a job or a burden. I look at it like it's a blessing. Yes,
1: well, right, and you know, later we'll talk about from Colossians, do your work into the Lord. But it's just what what I think one of the key moments there is submitting to it. So Mm -hmm. culture teaches you. That it's not, that you don't want to do that, that you mm. should complain about it, that it's a burden that, yeah. you know, to, to be against your husband in, in a lot of these areas. But if you submit to it and just say, mm. I'm gonna do this and I'm going to do it, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it well right. and do whatever version of that looks like for you. Well, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you make that decision to stop fighting it, that's like instant i think instant peace comes and then like you said you can make it fun music i love the windows have to be open Uh, you know if if the windows can be open and the sun's shining and 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 worship music is on that's how i'm cleaning my house every time you know right and so you can make it make it joyful yeah and i'm gonna tell you this right here and it's so funny
0: to me i've always wanted a, a um a shark vacuum right and so I would tell my sister Black Friday, I was like, I want a Shark vacuum. I want a Shark vacuum. Because we always had the, the cord vacuums. And so I was gifted of uh a shark vacuum just the other week and you talk about somebody was happy. It was like (laughs) Christmas. And I was like, Oh, I'm so ready to use it. my husband said, Kenesha, I don't think you ever vacuumed that the house that much in one day. (laughs) So that goes back to finding joy in it, you know? Absolutely.
2: And I think we can change our vocabulary and say like, I get to do this. I get yes. to be my kids' mom. I get to be my husband's wife. I get to clean this beautiful house. I have the opportunity to do this. And I'm, I'm equipped. I have the skills. I have the ability, praise God, to do all these things. And so I think if you just change your mindset too, and a lot of it, um, it'll just really help finding again, the joy in it.
1: So, yeah. So let's get into some of these verses real quick. In verse 14, she says, she's like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. So what that means is basically go get on a boat. No, 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 (laughs) Um, no. But we do think that it kind of tells us when we're talking about this being a job, and mm-hmm. I don't mean a job, like a bad job. This is a great job, yeah. right? But you have, like, she's planning for meals. She's planning the quality of what her family is eating. And listen, in today's modern world, that's not easy. Like, they're throwing you all these food-like substances, mm-hmm. you know? Like and on so, the go. Yeah, the grab, yeah, yeah. And so doing, um, I love my client said Bible foods. Yeah. She eats Bible foods. We used to always say, eat food that God made, not food that man made. Right. But mm-hmm. now I'm saying that the bible foods anyway so uh, but she's providing high quality food uh and going afar to find it right she's going Mm -hmm. to whole food no i'm just kidding i don't know (laughs) um you know it's not it's not mcdonald's most likely is is kind of the idea here but but all of that like it says is um it just takes a little bit of work it's planning yeah and she's um she's doing a great job there and and so again whatever version that looks like for you Mm -hmm. you know wherever you're at you just have to start where you're at and say what you know we'll have some questions that we'll go through What, um, you know, how can I provide more high quality food or plan my food better for my family? That's kind of a question that you can ask and apply to your life.
2: Yeah. And like Shana said, you can start where you are. Like what is adding, what is changing your life? 1%? What is it like changing your food? 1% today, 1% tomorrow. And that adds up over time. So don't feel like I have to go and throw everything away in my pantry or my fridge. No, just start small. Um, but all of this, it takes time and energy. And, you know, the proverb of one woman, she's not afraid of that. She is going to do it. Um, she's taking a step beyond normal. Yeah. So she's seeing what the everyday life is like. And she's saying, no, I'm taking it a step further. I'm going to go afar and get my food because it's better. It's higher quality yep. for my family. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. yep. And I I love what you guys said about whatever that looks like for you all, because for my household, um, uh, when we and Quentin first got married, I'm my mom's only child. So I was used to eating out where he came. He came from a household of his mom cooking every day for his dad. So I knew that's what he was used to. So I was like, okay, well, I need to learn how to cook for my husband, you know? And so now that he's home full time, he loves to cook. So he's like, well, I'm going to cook today. And I'm very excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean I, I still love to cook but just because I said all that to say this just because I had to cook every day doesn't mean the next woman has to do that whatever works in your household works
1: you know and and hey, I, we're not for like I think the, slaving, the, yeah. the 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 previous generation the way they cooked was special mm-hmm. we're all about right dish we're all about yes please grill husband. Thank you so much. Almost all the cooking is done now. Um, we're about simplifying, completely simplifying that process, but either way, even when you're, when he's cooking for you, you're making sure that the ingredients are there and stuff like that. So that, so that it can be done. And Mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, you're considering everybody's health when you're doing that too, obviously, you know, so I just think that's part of it, but um, she also what else is she doing? Yeah. She's going to a field and inspecting it and you know buying is she buying a vineyard? Are yes. you did,
2: didn't you do that last week Vanessa? Yeah. <laughs> With her earnings, she plants a vineyard, you guys, which means she is being a good steward and making buying decisions. She's not afraid and you know these are personal and business decisions and she's investing. That is an investment that she's making buying a vineyard um, for her people to work on and for them to use. So she is just out there while her husband is doing whatever She is at home, not afraid to make these decisions and move forward.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being a good steward. I think Mm -hmm. that's really what that, that, um, that verse is kind of like, you know, she's whatever it is that with, um, with her profits, with her money, with her resources, whatever those are, she's being a good steward. And I think that's, that's the equivalent for the modern woman, whether or not that is a business or whether or not you're, you're saving money or you're, you know, clipping coupons or whatever, whatever that looks like for you, just knowing that that's, it's doing well for your
2: family. Yeah. 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 Um, You know, verse 18 says she makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. So she's being productive. She's finishing things when it says she burnt, you know, her lamp is burns late into the night. Like she's making sure that she's not up on Netflix all night, y'all. She's making sure that laundry is folded. It's taken care of. And that we, she, when she goes to bed at night, she can lay her head and know that she feels good about it.
1: Yeah, I. Guess. I think, yeah, I think a little bit of this verse is kind of, leading us to the the difference between being busy and being productive. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us tra- fall into that trap of staying busy. Like you're always about something, but do you ever finish anything? And that's where the real frustration comes in. Mm-hmm. So, so we think like, fi- be, give yourself the joy of finishing a task, like finish the laundry, like be done with it or finish, get the kitchen done right. so you can have the joy of a clean um, clutter-free kitchen. You know what I mean? So, um, so we just think, you know, she's not, she's, it's, it, she's, she's finishing things. She's not, you know, let's all talk about how much time we spend on our phone or watching Netflix, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously a time and place for that, but it feels good to get things done. It, it will bring you more dopamine than the Facebook. Like if yeah. you actually finish that, those dishes, you know what I mean? And you wake up the next morning and your kitchen's done, you know? Yeah. So just we sleep just, better. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a gift to you to finish these things, things, you know? And it is because I used to be the one
0: that when I it was time to clean up, I usually clean up on Fridays and I would start in the living room. Then I'll stop there. Then I'll go in the kitchen instead of finishing everything yeah. in the living room. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it? <laughs> it's time to go get the kids. And I'm not even nowhere done yet. So just taking time to focus on this one task. Then move to the next, and when I finally realized that, I was like, oh, wow, I'm done cleaning within two hours, and the laundry's done, everything's done, and like you said about you can rest easy at night. Cleaning out that dishwasher, putting those dirty dishes in there, starting it, and just laying down at night like, okay, I can sleep well, I can get up in the morning, and then there's nothing that needs to be done. That's an amazing feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And at our uh, in our workbook um, that that your audience can get um, for free can get can download for free, we have some questions that will really help you explore this and think about what um, what gets in your way, what what's distracting you from being productive. Mm -hmm. And we don't mean more busy and get more stuff done. That's where people get wrong about the Proverbs thirty one. It's not that you have to do everything and do it all. It's it's saying what, what is your version of productive and what's getting in your way? Right. And productive does not mean doing all the things for every person. It means figuring out what the right things are and finishing them so that you get that gift. Right. Um, there's some other questions in there, you know, what could you do differently to accomplish and finish things? Like you just said, you have to have that, you have that epiphany and then you change, you can change your, change what you're doing. So I think it all goes back to
0: what's important. Mm -hmm. what's important at that moment. Okay. I definitely know that I need to clean this living room. Why? Because this is where my children spend most of their time. Yeah. So let me clean that up versus going to wash two loads of clothes that can wait a few minutes or the next day. So it's it's all about what's more important.
2: Right. Especially Especially in that moment, like you said. Yeah. All right. So
1: another, um, Another thing that we gleaned out of that is that our Proverbs 31 woman is, um, you know, she's making belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants Mm y'all. So she probably has a side hustle or Mm -hmm. business and And I think what's so important, and I I learned this very quickly um, from God, thank you, when I started business is she was able to do that because everything in her household was taken care of, is like, you know, is running, is running like a well-oiled operation. So then, so then the leftover, yeah. And then she's like, okay, now I can go make some garments and sell them and such. And so, um, so I think that that's important and it's allowed, you know, sometimes I think there's some guilt where if you want to do something else besides, besides focusing household, completely yeah. on mom and household. There's like, but I should put all my energy into that. But mm-hmm. now, you have a little bit of your brain over there that wants to do something creative or whatever God's put in your heart. That's okay. There's no guilt there. It's it's to be celebrated. Yeah. yeah. So let me say
0: this. I feel like a lot of moms get wrapped up into, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Who am I outside of those right. roles? You know, like I'm Kanisha. I have I have things, dreams and aspirations that I want to achieve in this life besides just being known as Kanisha the mom, Kanisha the wife. Mm-hmm. So, I think we all need to have that moment where we say, okay, there's more to me than those things. I have things that I want to achieve. So, as long as your household is okay and everything's running smoothly and it's okay with your spouse, I think we all as women, our moms, should I say, um get to know ourselves better to say, okay, I think I want to try something, you know, like, I want to, like you said, Shannon, I want to get a little side hustle,
2: you know? So, Well, I think it's okay to, um, you know, we lose our identity sometimes when we have kids and we forget Mm -hmm. who we were, like you said. Um, And I think sometimes we fester in that. And we don't have, we don't connect back to who we were, what we wanted, what our dreams were, mm-hmm. what we had vision for our life. Not that kids weren't part of that, but you really yeah. sucked into this little bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely both have happened to Shane and I, when we, cause we started a career and then we had kids and it was like, oh, back up. So we had to like reinvent who we were as, as people, as moms, we wives, yeah, yeah rediscover um, as who, as you were, as a person, not as a mom, not Shane as a mom or Vanessa as a mom or, you know. It is who do you like? Wh- what do you like to do? What mm-hmm. inspires you? What drives you? Um, but like, yes, it is okay to start that, and there shouldn't be any guilt involved because you were a person before you had kids. Yeah, you know, and you're it's a, now you're a blessing to those children, but you still have to follow what your dreams are because honestly, that is so good for the kids to see as yeah, well.
1: Absolutely,
2: yes. And right now, it's so crazy that we're talking about this. I'm
0: on this journey to find out who is Kanisha. Okay, what do Kanisha like? I know that because a lot of times I take on the things that your husband like. Like my husband loves to go <laughs> fishing, and it's like okay, I enjoy going fishing, but what do I like outside of what my husband likes? So mm-hmm. we watch a lot of Coco Miller. What do I like <laughs> to watch besides Coco Miller? You know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's just trying to find out who you are. And I'm 32 years old and I came to the conclusion that it's okay. I'm still trying to figure this out with the help of God, you know, praying and asking the Lord to help me to discover me.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, so our, you know, we, you know my our oldest is 14 we each have mm-hmm. a so i think the next level of that and it, and i think we all go through that we're like okay what who who am i again but then for me the next level which is so cool is getting to share who you are with your mm-hmm. older children mm-hmm. my girls and i love to dance together cuz i like to dance like i don't know if they loved to dance before but now they do and um that's something that i love to do and they love to do and we get to do that together and, you know, my son, he loves to read and we connect a lot on that and playing chess and, and um their hobbies are like my hobbies. And then, and then I don't have to completely, so I'm not going to, I tell them I'm not watching Encanto again. Like, no, if you want to watch an adult movie anyway, because there, you are a person too. And, and so as they get older, it's really fun to be able to be mm-hmm. you and bring them into your life instead of how it is in the beginning. And it's all about them. And then that way you can find that joy in motherhood too, where it doesn't always feel like you're bending your will for everybody all the time. Yeah. No, you have yes. to do. I mean, and Vanessa, they do love it. Yeah. Vanessa just recently got to watch Gilmore girls with her yeah.
2: daughter. Cause she's old enough now. So
1: this is like the most fun thing ever Yeah, it was yes. really
2: fun to be able to, and I know it's watching a show, but it was just something that I couldn't wait for her to get old enough to be able to obviously understand and yeah. share that with her. And, and that's our special time together. And we talk, it brings up a lot of great conversation yeah. and, and different things. So it is a, it's a great moment for us to bond, but, but you know, they do like that when you can bring them into your world, mm-hmm. they actually do respect it. They love it. They feel more mature. They yep. feel older they feel like I don't know empowered that they're cool enough to now be involved in mom and dad's hobbies and activities so it is like
1: the next level it's fun it's fun how they how you know God just keeps equipping you the older they get the more the more you learn and everything ebbs and flows and you're you're ready for it at the right time because that's how he designed it it's all fun it's all cool it's all cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it's like you're bonding
0: time together and because you're like okay I'm older than them and they really find joy in what I like, you know? Yeah. So my daughter, I have older boys, but my daughter, she's our youngest girl. She's four years old. No, excuse me. She just turned five. And um, she's into these scrunchies that we were into when yeah. we were younger. And she's like, mom, I want all these scrunchies. And I'm like, oh my God, I found so much joy in it. us going in the store mm-hmm. and picking out scrunchies just for her to wear on her wrist. I'm like, okay, well, if this is our
1: time to spend together, then I'm happy for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually kind of leads into the next Mm -hmm. point. Um, I think that's important is that Proverbs 31 woman feels good and she looks good. Mm -hmm. And this is not to make, you know, this material or whatever claim, but I think Mm -hmm. it it, it is important, you know, sometimes as as moms, especially in the beginning, it's like you wear PJs, pajamas all day. You don't feel confident. You don't feel like your best. You don't Um, and you're just trying to taking
2: as many showers as you probably wish you had. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: As soon as you can get back to, like we just said, you are a real person you have, even if it's buried and you, you need to discover it or go Pinterest that you have a sense of style. You have a way of, of presenting yourself. Even if you're staying in your house that day that you feel good, like you want to feel and look good while you're doing the bathroom. Even if it's like, because the perfect pair of leggings, whatever it is, PJs all day is, is not, um, you know, it's not, it's not what the Proverbs 31 woman is doing. she's (laughs) getting
2: up. She's getting dressed. Yeah. Yeah. And she just values herself enough to get, uh, to be well-dressed. Right. Yeah. Um, and I I remember my mom giving me advice when I just had my son, I had a C-section. I had gained literally like 70 pounds. I felt great about myself. It was fine. (laughs) Um, but you know, when I was home and she was exhausted and she said, okay, Vanessa, I know this sounds stupid, but before your husband comes home, just get dressed and just put on lipstick and i'm like i don't care about that but i think it was important i know again we don't want this to mean to be like a materialistic thing but just doing that small little thing when my husband walked in the door made me feel like a wife mm-hmm. made me feel like sexy and pretty for him and, and for me as well but it just like forced me to get up and get yeah, dressed yeah. um and it did it really did change my mindset
1: yeah and i think a lot of what happens after having children is because we don't do this, and it's a little extra work. Obviously, who wants to put lipstick on? You're like, I just had, I just yeah. wiped off spit up. Let <laughs> me put on. <laughs> right. But that little boost, like if you if you just go so many days without that little boost, whatever it is for you, like lipstick yeah. is not for me, but maybe you know, doing my it's hair or whatever, or you know, whatever. Right? Yeah. like it's a little boost. That's otherwise the enemy will have you sit in depression, sit in a funk. Yeah, you'll you'll look funky, you'll smell funky, you'll feel funky. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah what makes you feel good? And it doesn't have to be high heels. It can literally just be your favorite pair of sneakers or whatever, but just, just be just, she's doing that. And she's also, honestly, she's probably exercising and and strong and she feels good about her body, whatever that version is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you're like, she's always on a diet. It doesn't mean she's she's doing CrossFit every day. She's doing CrossFit Mm -hmm. or running a marathon or nothing like that. It's just, she feels confident. She's got energy. Right. Which means she has discipline to do something every day, probably even if it's walking her dogs or her kids or whatever she can.
2: She feels and looks good. Yeah. And um, I think that's just really important. Yeah. And it says right there she is a hard worker. You're not a hard worker by being sedentary and not doing anything. So she is up. She is active. And again, that leads into feeling good um, and being disciplined and having the energy to do it all
0: yeah because every day is not going to be the same some days I'm like you know what I don't feel like getting dressed especially if I'm home all day I'm like what's the point let's just take a shower and just throw on something because I don't wear pants right so and I always wear my head covered up and my husband's like you don't want to let your hair out sometimes and I'm like "Mm -mm, no I'm okay and I know that he he loves to see me with my hair out so even though I don't like to do it, <laughs> I still do it because when he compliments me, I feel good. Even if I don't feel like I'm pretty at that day or I look great, he's like, wow, can you see your hair looks really good today? You look so pretty in that dress or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It makes me say, okay, even though I feel I have low self-esteem today, my husband sees beyond that. Mm-hmm. So it makes me say, well, you know what? Maybe I need to start wearing my hair out more often and lay that head wrap down sometimes. <laughs> and, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's part of a, a routine. I think, um, I so I think that we make it more complicated than it needs to be. Now, obviously your hair, everybody's hair is the special story that's it's, its own version of complicated. Mm-hmm. But if you can make getting ready in the morning, as simple as possible and whatever that looks like. And and just, just do it. Like you said, instead of after the shower, have like something simple that you wear, that you feel good. And it's not, you know what I mean? Just get into it, make it part of the routine. Like it's not, I do a, and then I do B yeah. and a is this, and, and it's just the we same just, every over, day. We just overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. And And I was going to say that I was just going to say, don't overthink it. Just do it. Yeah. Yep. And just make it non-negotiable. It's part of your morning routine to get dressed, brush your hair put some deodorant on, put a little lipstick if that's what you want, whatever it is. And it's just done. Yeah. And, and don't, and it just makes you feel like you're ready for the day and whatever it might throw at you. Cause you don't know, you might have to go to the ER girl. You better be dressed. Oh, okay. We have I'm just kidding. Yeah. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. Yeah. We had a
2: girlfriend of ours who said that she worries wore her tiny little pajamas to drop her kids off because she never got out of her car. Well, then the one day she did that, she ended up getting rear-ended and had to stand outside with the police officer And like all these carts driving by on the main interstate in her tiny little pajamas. Basically, I think she would, they were like almost soaked pajamas. (laughs) And her husband was like, that's going to teach you a lesson to make sure you get dressed before you drop the kids off to school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you something that my grandmother, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No, it was just like this big joke because she always talks about like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to go drop them off and come home. I'm not going to go anywhere or see anyone. Mm -hmm. And then she saw everyone. (laughs)
0: Listen, I'm going to tell you something my grandmother told us ever since we were little. She would say, "When you leave out of the house, you make sure you have on clean underwear and a good bra, because <laughs> if, if anything ever happens and the and the paramedics have to cut you open, they will talk about you." So I I swore to that, to this day, I'm like, okay, I got to go out. We're going to, because you know, sometimes we have some little raggedy underwear, you know, that we like, that's comfortable. Mm. And you're like, uh -uh, I got to go out. I'm not putting on those raggedy or those those granny panties as we will call
1: them because you just never know what's going to happen. Right. That's right. Yep, um, and so okay. So the next, um, the next way, the thing that we gleaned out of the Proverbs for the one woman, and we're just going to kind of blow past this little one a little bit because we kind of already talked about it, but it's finding joy in the mundane and those mm-hmm. everyday tasks, right? She's so she's finding wool and flax and spinning it. She, her hands are busy spinning thread. She's carefully watching everything over her household and suffers nothing from laziness. So basically, we're not doing those exact tasks, but we have our modern versions yeah. of them, right? And mm-hmm. she's doing them. Right. She's doing them. That's part of what she's doing. Right.
2: And what does that look like for today? I mean, like we, like I said, we talked about it, but that's laundry that's picking up, that's taking care of the dishes that's um, you know, doing the doctor's appointments and the running around like that is you being on top of what's going on. And again, finding the joy in it. And being busy about things that are important and, 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 and not busy about Instagram.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to add this in there if I may. Um, One thing that I've learned
0: too, far as when it comes to cleaning up is I brush up twice a week. My initial cleaning up day is Friday, but on Tuesdays, I always brush up. So then that
1: way, when Friday rolls around again, I don't have that much to do. Right. Absolutely. I think um, every mom needs to find their rhythm. Mm -hmm. I like to clean once a week as well and just kind of keep it, keep it, maintain it for the rest of the time. Um, mm-hmm. some people, I know they like to do a little bit every day mm-hmm. or they like to do a load of laundry every day or whatever, but just owning that, finding your own routine, finding your own rhythm, yeah. but just knowing that, you know, finding joy in these little tasks and doing them, we, 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 for, we don't realize like, you know, finishing the laundry, which is the joke, but you know, um, finishing the laundry is satisfying. It's nice. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like, <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. I mean like as soon as there's always dirty laundry because oh, people yeah. are wearing clothes unless everybody's naked. But anyway, <laughs> <this> being, um, <laughs> laundry. Okay, laundry. Finishing it makes you feel good. Like you have an empty basket. Yes. You're like, I did. Yeah. That. Well, that. go me. I'm so good. Or fin- Or having to clean like that is the, that is actually joyful itself, right? Is is having the uh, having the finished task, having it done. So yeah. just un- just just do it. And then the other thing is like she's not being lazy, right? And I hate to. To call that out, but sometimes, I mean, Kanisha, one of my least favorite things is this house is messy, but the mayor's memories is being made or whatever that sign is. Like, no, yeah, we can make memories and have a nice house. You, yeah, you,
2: you can have that all. And again, it depends on whatever version it is of you, but don't overthink it. It doesn't, we're not saying your house has to be immaculate. We're saying it just mm-hmm. it should be picked up because you have the ability to do that and you have the strength. And also, if you have children in the house, um, like here, She's supervising. It doesn't say she's doing it all. She's present and aware of what's yeah. going on. But like Shane and I have involved our children since the minute they could walk mm-hmm. on cleaning. My kids, mm-hmm. Have mm-hmm. Baseboards. I haven't touched a baseboard, cleaned one since they could walk. That's their task. They do windows. Like they are they are involved in the process. Yeah. So allow them to do that because honestly, they love being helpers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can instill that in them in a, in a younger age, it's going to be way less headache for you as yep. they get older yep
0: and that's so true and I like that because that's even like how we do our children everybody has a task um everybody has to clean all of my children have their own rooms mm-hmm. so that's number one for my oldest son clean your rest your restroom mm-hmm. my mom always say your house doesn't have to be spotless
1: but let it be presentable because you never know who's going to come over. Yeah. Well, there's this idea that we're going to get company ready. There's that saying, I don't know, like we're going to, we're going to get it ready because people are coming over. Well, no, that's not fair. You should be able to enjoy your home the way that other people will enjoy it when they visit all the time. And it doesn't, it doesn't take, you know, we teach a lot about decluttering and stuff. If the, if you can just get your home in the right amount of stuff, it doesn't, it's not that big a deal to maintain it to where it's always feeling, feeling that way to a certain extent, right? You can't Mm -hmm. be perfect, but, um, and, and definitely um, it says in in the Bible, you know, she suffers nothing from laziness. That's her and the kids. Like everybody can help. Everybody is not being lazy (laughs) and not being caught up in stuff that doesn't matter. They can all help. And, um,
2: and then it's pretty doable. Yeah. One quick tidbit on like the keeping the house maintained is if you, if every item in your house doesn't have a home and if you're just like throwing stuff in a quarter or throwing stuff in a drawer or closet or whatever, that means you have too much stuff. So that's different for everyone. And that's a whole nother podcast. But, um, the idea is, is Every home has the right amount of stuff that should be in it and that has enough space for it. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're trying to maintain your home. If you if if you decide I it's not maintainable, it's always a mess all the time. You need to um, embrace the phrase less is more. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I like that.
0: Yeah. I really, I'm going to adopt that because less is more. Because I'm not a hoarder, but I'm just like, I may need this in the future. You just never know. I may need it. I may need it. But if it does not have a place for it, we don't need it. So I'm definitely going to take away with that. And there yeah. probably
1: is a neighbor that has it. So yeah. y'all can share together. Yeah, you don't need it. And you know, the Bible <laughs> in Ecclesiastes it says better is one hand full um, and the other is not than who two hand, or one hand full yeah. and, and having tranquility than two hands um, full and chasing the wind. And that's really what it is when you're you're just you have you don't get that peace or that tranquility when you're when you're and that those that that close fist, right is what we're talking is what you're talking about. It's yeah. like I might need this. I might need this. Let let's just let go and and trust God and it's yeah. gonna be okay. You don't need thirteen instant pots. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. But um okay. So then another thing that's really fun and this is this could be its own podcast probably. Kanisha hmm. is how she's communicating. Like, communicating well is a theme of the Proverbs 31 woman, we think. And, um, you know, in verse 11, it says her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. And we think, you know, trust comes a lot with men, with our husbands, from Mm -hmm. speech that is respectful and life-giving. You know, we I don't know if you've been around women who kind of like to bash their husbands. Uh Uh-huh. complain, I guess is really the better word, complain about their husbands. And so we're saying, why don't you make it a habit to brag about your husband and just, and, and, and he is the hero of your story and you get to write and tell
2: that story. Mm -hmm. And Again, you get to decide and paint this picture to whoever you're talking to about your home life. And, and we're not saying lie. We're saying like you get to decide who he is to you, what he means to you and what he is and who he means to other people. And so if you're setting that tone um, set it in a loving, giving, amazing way because that's gonna set the tone on how they feel when they see him or know yeah. him. You yeah, know his what I mean?
1: reputation is can be built on your words
2: yeah. and what and and I think that's important, but it's
1: also important in the home how you're communicating. Are we speaking respectfully to each other? Are we encouraging with their or are we yeah. being naggy or complaining or whatever? Nobody, the nobody chihuahua. The barking <laughs> chihuahua around the around the ankles, we that's not <laughs> nobody likes that. Yes. You don't like, no. it. they don't
2: like receiving it. So the way that she's communicating is really what's making her is making her life better. And again, when you're communicating well and speaking life of your husband, he's going to speak life over you and vice versa. Like it's going to be this mutual thing. Plus it's going to bleed over to your children. And, and we just love to say a happy mom leads to a happy marriage, happy children, happy community, because it can really go that far.
0: And it does. It really does because, um, I'm the more outspoken one in my marriage. My husband is more of the quiet. And I'll tell him, I'm like, Quentin, I'm so proud of you. Um, I love you so much. You're such a good provider. You're doing amazing. And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. But one thing I really have to say, your husband really values his wife's opinion, and they love to hear you compliment them yeah. because men have feelings too, even though they may not express them as much as women do, but that, for you to tell your husband, you know, I'm so proud of you. I love you. You're doing a great job. That really boosts his ego and makes him like, wow, I am doing a great job. Absolutely. You
2: know? No, absolutely. And you know, verse 26 says when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instruction with kindness. Um, another verse says her children stand and bless her and her husband praises her. And then verse 31 says, um, reward her for all she's done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Yeah. Like she's humble. She doesn't have to brag about herself or her accomplishments. And um, they mm-hmm. speak themselves. Yeah, she's positively communicating with her family, with everybody else. Yeah. So it just, um, it's just really inspiring. And like you said, you, what, basically what you
1: were saying, Kanisha, is you have a lot of power. Right. You have a lot of power with your words. We already know it's life or death. Speak, speak life or speak death. But you, like, you get to, um, I just imagine your husband, like, not that he would, but, like, you know, he's standing a little taller when you've said those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that is so empowering. Like, you have that power. You have the power to tear him down or build him up. Mm -hmm. And that goes for your children. That goes for anyone Mm -hmm. around you. And it's not that it's easy. But you just want to work on your communication so that, and, and like we said, that's one of the themes of the Proverbs 31 woman is. So if we're thinking about what we want to work on, you know, for goal setting or whatever, maybe it's our speech. Maybe we want to communicate better. Maybe we want to figure out how to be more um, life-giving with our speech and, yeah. and less um, complainy or anything like that. Right. Absolutely. Even with our children, um, my, my knee baby,
0: his name is Noah and he's 10 and he struggles in math in school. And so I would tell him, I said, no, well, you are smart. You can do it. You know, just take your time. If you need help, let me know. You're going to do amazing on that test. Mm-hmm. And guess what? My baby passed math. Yep. It's just speaking because yep. school is just so different now. Yeah. And just speaking life into him, like, no, you can do it. I believe in you. You know, the Lord is going to help you. And I think we need to, we, we as moms and dads, know the lord but we also need to let our children know the lord has your back he's going to help you he's here for you you know yeah, yeah absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah. and john maxwell has a saying that everything rises and falls on on um the leader and i say everything rises and falls on the mom because your like you just said your speech your like vanessa mm-hmm. said earlier your attitude the way that you're being is what is 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 how you're sending all of your people all your Mm -hmm. little army out into the world right and you are directing
2: that with your spirit with Mm -hmm. your words with your attitude so um so i think that's really good yeah and it leads to the next um the next focus point with the proverbs 31 woman is that she's focusing on the good in verse Mm -hmm. 21 it says she has no fear of winter for her household for everyone has warm clothes uh 25 says that she laughs without fear of the future i just love that she's so confident and focus on the joy and not fear. And and she's focused on what she can control. You know what I mean? Like, she's not worried. She knows God is going to provide. She knows that he is going to take care of the future. But for right now, she knows she's done her work. And she's in control of this. And she feels good about it. Yes. And I believe,
0: do what you can do and then let the Lord handle the rest. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes we're like, oh, my goodness, why did this happen? Why did this happen? No, let's focus on the good part that's going to come out of this bad situation. Because, you know, the word already says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So just focusing on the good, like, okay, let's say my daughter had COVID and I was like, Lord, why? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And I was like, why? Why didn't it happen? Thank the Lord that he's going to keep her. Like, who am I to say to question right. the lord you know so just focusing on the good that the good is that he's going to bring her out that the other kids aren't going to get it and just focusing on the good parts even when bad it, it when you can't see your way out of it just focusing on the good part is a way to help you get to the good part if that makes sense
1: yeah absolutely yeah. for sure yeah yep okay and so then after we've done all of this to be the perfect <laughs> the perfect woman no i'm just kidding and um is uh i think we always, you know, we are uh, certified with Dave Ramsey, so we just love the idea of, um, and his last, uh, his last baby step is to live and give, um, li- live, wait, live and give now, so you can live and give
2: like no one else later.
1: Yeah. So, um, so we just like the idea of generosity, and so we think she, you know, there's a, there is one verse in there specifically about her, yeah, um, being generous, and it's she it extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. And so I think this is um, this is something that we can adapt, you know, and it looks different for every person, just like we just said. <laughs> and, and, you know, you can figure out how to be more generous with your time, your resources, your words, like we we're just mm-hmm. saying, complimenting and being life-giving with your words. Um, I think everybody... Um, can figure out a version of that, that fits their life and, and them, but generosity generates good. It's
2: makes you feel good. It's yeah. good for the world. And it's part of
1: this woman mm-hmm. that, that we're admiring.
2: Yeah. And I think, well, totally, I messed that, that verse up from Dave. It's fine. He's going to, he's going to forgive me, but <laughs> I think everyone immediately associates giving with money. And I think it's just really important to know um, and be okay with, you no, know, you have so many talents that God um, has given you. You can use those. There's so many things that you have resources, or you can connect other people together. And that's also being generous. Um, you have, you may have time. You may not have time. But finding a way to be generous and feeling good about it. And I also think finding a way for your kids to be able to be generous. Um, my kids love to be generous. And Shana's daughter was giving all her lunch money away to her friends mm-hmm. um, at the basketball game uh, last week. So, you know, it's like just allowing them to be part of that and finding joy. And, and there is so much joy in and allowing them to um, – experience that is the right word you know it's just i think it's just so amazing it's such a good feeling and it's just a domino effect it
0: is and when your children see you being generous they're like okay well i want to do it Mm -hmm. i want to i want to practice being generous and like you said it's just it's not all about giving money you can be generous with your time listening it's so many ways to be generous. Someone's like, okay, I don't have anybody to talk to. Can I talk to you? Of course. Right. Saying, okay. Well, I need to go to the store, but this person really wants to talk to me. So I'm going to give them my time. I want to give them a listening ear or even cause I'm the, um, we have this thing at church called AYPA and I'm the, the junior missionary president over it and just talking to the kids and letting them know, find somebody out there that's your age, that is less fortunate than you. And give away your favorite thing. That's being generous. Because we always give away yeah. things that we really don't want. Absolutely. But what about giving away those things that we
1: really love? You know? You know, the my perfect example of that is what I used to do before I had any money to help anybody. <laughs> I, I, I'm i careful with before. I'm like, do I have money? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but um, I, one of my favorite things to do is uh, babysit kids for other people. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, that, that's something I can do. I know how to do it. I would love it. Like you I just can said. keep them if, alive. <laughs> if anyone else would do it for me, I know I would be overjoyed. So let me do this for them. And it's a way that I can just, you know, be generous to other people for what they really, yeah, so a fun way that we've been doing that now is I get to take my daughter because she needs to learn how to babysit anyway, right? And I get to take her, and we get to go um, if we if we find out about a new family or anything that we can help bless, or uh, especially if they're like deployed husbands mm-hmm. or something um, by babysitting. And um, so we we like to do that, and that's fun. And then also it helps you to get a whiff of the baby because you might want that in your life if you have older kids.
2: <laughs> you just gotta get a little sniff every once, every once in a while. With those little babies, right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just say we've put together an awesome workbook, um, for you to go through. It has some questions under each topic of the problem 31 woman. it allow you to really dive deep, um, and just ask yourself kind of where you are right now in your life. Where do you want to be kind of mindset change and some habit reset and, um, just allow you to discover, maybe rediscover who you are called to be and, and who you want to become. Yes,
0: I'm excited about it. Um, it's it's an awesome workbook. I have it. And it's great. It's just a- allowing you to figure out who you are as a person. Like yeah, a- and I
1: think it's really great to find a way to relate the Bible to your life mm-hmm. and actually, you know, implement some of this biblical wisdom and whatever, you know, to your life in a practical way, like we just said the whole time, that's different for every person, you know, very personal, so.
0: And there's something in, in the Bible for everybody.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, girl. That's right. But I think we we're just hoping that like this gives us the practical way to look at this Proverbs thirty one woman. What is she trying to tell us? She's yeah. not trying to tell us that we should be ashamed if we're not doing this, we right. feel guilty if we're not doing that. It's like what are the virtues of
2: this yeah. woman and how can we start to put those in our life? Right. And not be intimidated by her, but look up to her and decide what that looks like for you and your home. Because like we said before, that's different for everyone and to not compare, you know, what Shana's version of the 30, the Proverbs 31 woman is compared to what the Vanessa's is um, mm-hmm. just be content. Uh, in your own. And, but also dig a little deeper because that doesn't mean, you know, my version isn't not going to be sitting on the couch watching Netflix. That's, I'm not going to be like, well, that's what, that's what I'm called to do. No, you want to know that you're called for more, but you just have to know what that version is for you.
0: And yes, I want to say this. Um, My mother in law, I always say she's a Proverbs 31 woman. And she will always say, you're not Your Proverbs 31 woman isn't going to look like me. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's the beauty in it of finding your own way That's right. to say, okay, this is my version. This is Shana's version. This is Vanessa's version, but we can all share tips to okay. help us to become a better Proverbs 31 woman. Right. Absolutely.
2: Yep. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. We had such a blast. Yes.
0: Thank you all so much. I'm so excited. Thank you all for just reaching out to me and it was awesome. I had so much fun.
1: Yes. Agreed. We could probably talk forever, yeah. but you know, then we have other things to do. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's some laundry that needs to be folded somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can all go get it done before, uh, the, before this airs so we don't feel bad.
2: <laughs> right. But we so appreciate you having us on. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. You take care. Okay. All have right. Bye. bye.
0: Bye. thank you for listening to stay at home mom vibes podcast i hope you enjoyed today's episode also if you have a topic that you would like for me to discuss i ask that you submit your listeners letters to stay at home vibes at yahoo.com also get connected with me on instagram at stay home mom vibes podcast and remember mommy ain't easy but it's definitely a vibe